before Wes even goes to shooting. He's he like he like shows the he like animates a storyboard. He like makes a movie. Really? And you get on set and he shows the actors and he's like, This is what we're doing. This is where you move. This yeah. is this is literally move on this line, move on this word, this is what we're doing. And we're not we're not leaving until we get this. That's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. I mean listen, okay, I'm gonna get let save it, right? Yeah. It's Tuesday and I'm to be bounced back and we've got so much to talk about today. Our guest is ascending director Andy Cohen, whose latest <laughs> short film is titled Millennial Mom. I'm with Kat, LJ, Chad. We're at State Social House right here on Sunset Boulevard. Ooh. Andy, thank you for uh, trying my beer, bounce back beer. It's good, genuinely. I'm not lying. And I, I didn't get paid for it. It's Tuesday and it, <laughs> wait, it's, it's before noon. So you're... You're actually executing exactly how <laughs> exactly. it's supposed to be. Drink like, it before noon. You can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. I mean, I had a glass of water already, so yeah. Yeah. you know, I feel like I'm I'm doing it right. That's all. Like that's hydration too, yeah. right there. Yeah, that 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 beer will not dehydrate. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, I'll tell you how Andy came across my path. Uh, Ellie is my TV and film manager, and she sent me over his short film, Man. and I loved it. Oh. I loved the I loved the acting. I loved the way it was shot. I loved it. it. got real. It was funny. All the actors I thought was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But I can't wait to talk about the concept. Oh, yes. Because, I, I mean, it really hit hard with me. Because I yeah. was like, I sent it to a few people. I hope you don't mind. Nice. Because I really liked it. Because I well, do. It's, I, I it's got like, it, we did good. I mean, and we released it on Mother's Day. And it's got like over 10,000 views already. Oh, shit. Which is cool. Because like, me and Tiffany, the writer, we're not famous we don't have a following we're not on the socials at all so like for it to get that many it was really cool so you guys co-wrote it no i i directed it she wrote it um oh my god it's crazy yeah so she wrote it um the way tell us who tiffany is so tiffany baker is uh jonathan togo's wife you're kidding me so yeah so i met tiffany uh an acting class God, it feels like a decade ago, but I think it's only been like five years. But you know, COVID and yeah, I know. Um, and uh, during COVID, uh, her and Togo uh, decided they want to have a kid, like most people during COVID, and so <laughs> they had a baby. And when you know the baby came, Yuki is like the cutest baby ever. Um, I think she was kind of like a little surprised by what motherhood is really like how challenging it is how challenging it is and you know what stories come oh i know you know and so <laughs> she uh you know in her in her mother groups because you know you meet moms that have kids the same age they all started talking about like these things that aren't discussed and aren't talked about about what the reality is and the challenges that are really there and, and not the just ultimate sacrifice and the ultimate sacrifice of really like for the rest of your life you're not independent anymore no you're no. number two Correct. You know, so that was something she wanted to explore. And I was like, 100%, go for it. I want to read it. I want to direct it. And that's really how it came about. It, dude, it was, it was fantastic. All right. I, there's so much to get into with this. <laughs> so the reason why this is, um, I guess, uh, uh, his home. No, no. But like the, how it hit me was like, I, I'm seven of eight kids with the same parents. Oh, wow. So still together. Still together alive. One's 94, one's 85. Wow, that's incredible. But I was changing diapers at, at 13. Yeah. And I was changing cloth diapers. Wow. Wiping an ass. So you're what, 90? 
How old are you? I'm 40. Clock diapers. Jimmy Carter was. I mean, I guess I guess it makes sense because you got all those kids. You got to save money. Oh yeah, right. But that's like we were we were our tribe. Like yeah. our family, we, I have two sets of first cousins. We all took care of each other. Yeah. Um, so, but as a kid going through like puberty and you have to babysit and you're doing this and I want to go out and play and I can't, you can't, it's absolutely, it scarred me. And I'm like, I'm never fucking doing it. That, that's just for me. <laughs> and that's when you were like, I definitely will never have a fucking kid. Never for sure. Never for sure. Like yeah. I remember wanting to go out on a Friday night and you, my mom was like, your sister's in nursing school. Like we have, we, we have the, you know, the, whatever we're doing, you, yeah. you're the only one there. And I'm yeah. like, fuck. And I'm that, I mean, I love my nephews. I love them to death, but it's just, you know, I love my nephews. I hate my brothers and sisters, but I love my nephews. Yeah. You love your nephew. I get it. <laughs> but the thing that hit me was like, I didn't really have my own life because, because with a big family like that, there's yeah. always a birthday, like a confirmation, a there's debate always club. Something. There's I, always something. Always yeah. something. But when I got to California, I was 22. And it, it was the first time that I was granted to be independent. Yeah. You know where are you I, from? Philadelphia. Oh, okay. So nice. Irish Catholic. I'm idiot. sorry, by the way. Yeah. Last year, this, dude. This Doc, I knew Doc oh. got fired. I talked to him after the Celtics game. <laughs> He's okay. He's going to land somewhere. Oh, yeah. All right. But I have to just tell you why this hit me so hard. There was a, a lot of girls that I date, and I'm a pretty transparent guy, especially like who fucking lies after 30. You know yeah. I mean? So if I go on a date with a girl and they're like, you want to get married and have kids? It's no. And if the girl wants to get married and have kids, most of them, if they're not fucking batshit crazy, We'll Which say, we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Before you got here, uh, we were talking about Yeah, that. I think I could change it. They'll yeah. just say, well, then we can be friends because I want to. But I did date this one girl. It was super normal. Her name's Lauren. She's an actress. She's great. Nice. And she's like, Bader, I just want to have a kid and like we'll always be best friends. Cut to she has the kid. Yeah. And I see her at an audition. And she's like, you are going to wait for me, you know, when you get out of your audition. So I, I, I get out and, I, and she goes, I've been looking on social media and she's like, you're drunk in like every fucking major state in the world. You're in Mexico gambling. And I'm waiting for her to say to me, you got to grow up. And I was like, I know it's, but it's acting's not really paying the bills. This YouTuber's paying me. It's kind of like, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a little exaggerated. She goes, you know what I thought? And I'm like, here it comes. She goes, I had a lot of fun with that fucking guy. And I was super touched when she said it. And she said, I have a one and a half year old and every single thing you told me about the sacrifice and how hard it is. And you yeah, is she's like, I love the child. I love my of husband. Course, of course, of but course. But the yeah. fact that you were like, I wasn't a dick to her. I just said you were you were honest about your experience when you were a child, when you were basically a father, essentially. Yeah. You know, like you have to be prepared to be a mom. Like my brother, Matt's wife has three kids. All she ever wanted to do be, is be a mom. Yeah. She's the best mom in the fucking of course, world. Of course, of course. The best. Yeah. But th my girlfriend that I just broke up with me, she was like, don't you want to have a baby so we can like put it on Instagram? It'll be so cute. I go, like, you will be the worst fucking mom ever. <laughs> you're in trouble. You're already You are truly in said, trouble. Yeah, you're yeah. enough. So when when that, that line hit me, I was like, holy yeah. shit. I sent the movie to her. Fuck it, I did. Yeah, what she said. I know we're broken. We're not talking. Oh, okay. I sent it from like a phantom email. Oh, so it's like funny. millennial mom. You don't really check know. it out. Oh, yeah. So, so I, that's why I was so excited to talk to you. And I, I talked to Elle. And I'm like, I'll. Work. It's funny because Elle, I just got an email from Elle. I told her I was doing your podcast, and she's like, "You have no idea how much Tim loved your short and so touched by it." I was. So tough. Why did you want to work on this project? Like, you don't have kids, so what about I don't the have scripts kids. that um, made you want to? I mean tell the story i 
Okay, so we've I've been in Hollywood for like over a decade. And one thing I've learned is that I would rather work with people that I like 100%. than like, you know, the most brilliant person in the world. And I got lucky because Tiffany is like one of my, my best friends. And she was like, do you want to work on this project? And not only is she like incredibly brilliant, but she's also so easy to work with. And then on top of it, like Togo was going to, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And Consummate then, professional. He's incredible. And then uh, my friend Lauren and then Sonal. And so like, it was kind of a no brainer for me. And though I couldn't necessarily understand everything that was going on as an artist, you become empathetic very fast. You sure. can learn how it feels very fast. And so when I read it, I just got touched and I was like, I can connect to this. I can tell this story. You know, I can tell it in the, in the, in the humor way. And then I can tell it in the honest way. And uh, I was talking to Tiffany last night. Um, and we were talking about during the rehearsal, cause that last monologue, we only did it a few times. Um, and in the rehearsal the day before we did it and she was doing it and I, I was crying yeah. as the director. I was sitting there and I was crying and she said to me on the phone, she was like, I was struggling as an actor, not because I was wanting to con struggling on the connection of it, but I was trying to move you so much. And when we were on the day, you weren't crying and I wanted you to cry like you did in the rehearsal. <laughs> and, um, and we got a great take. And then I pulled her aside and I said, we got a take now do one for yourself. And then she did one for herself and I cried. And then last night I told her, I said, we didn't have one. I just told you that <laughs> we had one, but that way you loosened up. Yeah. You know, These cheeky directors, <laughs> cheeky directors. And I, I told her last night, I was like, the next, we're going to work on another project. She's already writing another project. We're going to write, uh, I'm going to direct. And I was like, you're going to forget this. And we're going to be on set and be like, yeah, yeah you got it. Now do one for yourself. And she's going to be like, oh yeah, he would never lie to me. Of course. <laughs> But I will. There's I will. definitely a lot of moments in it too that I mean I don't have kids either, but I there's moments that like just you feel when you're growing up and your friends are going in different places too and you're trying to understand like yeah. growing apart. So it was definitely transcended a lot of different like topics beyond just parenthood. No, for sure. That, and we I don't have on top of it, like the relationships relationship aspect of uh, the husband, like, the hus like to <laughs> yeah. well, well, the husband with Tiffany of like being completely absent yeah. in, in, in that story and like her having to do everything. Um, and a lot of mothers, I feel like get stuck in that situation where, uh, the husband's like, well, I don't understand. I didn't go through pregnancy. I didn't go through mother, you know, motherhood and, and, and the birthing aspect. And like, you had the kid. Cool. I'm going to go to work. I'll come back. Like I still yeah, support that's, that's you. That's like the 1950s. Yeah. That's yeah. But different like, game now. That's yeah, right. And then also the other, uh, a relationship between like Togo's character and his wife of like the jealousy of like, you know, when you have mm -hmm. a kid, like the, the creating new friends of like kids that have that same age and like, Oh, I you got, know, your big best part was, he's, all right. I got, that's, I, was, <laughs> I can't even believe it. I was going to bring up the scene. So Lauren said the hardest thing, right now is I don't have any adults to talk to. Yeah. My husband's a guitar player. It's cartoons. It's goo goo gaga baby. Yeah. She's like the FedEx guy comes and I'm just like, how's your day? <laughs> just to talk to a fucking adult. Right. Yeah. That scene. They're not trying to fuck. No, they no. just want to talk. They literally just want to have a, she's, a, and you a, see a, the desperation a, in her face when we, when, when he's having that conversation and she's, you can feel her being like, Oh my God, this other woman is, is going to hate me. And then he gets on the phone and she's like, 
anyway, so do you want to walk now? Like she was like, I don't care. I just, I just want a friend. I just want a human. An adult. An adult that will talk to me and not poop and and like. But also relate because he's got a kid. So it's an adult. And he's going through the same thing. And then I love when she goes, I have to walk this way anyway. I mean, dude, it was was great. It was so great. I I also have to ask you, like, it looks so beautiful. And if you don't want to tell me, what did it cost? Or was it favors called in? It was a lot of favors. We got a great DP. Um... David was incredible. He was like a friend. He also has a child and he knows Tiffany through like that, you know, friend, new friend group thing. And he's an incredible DP. And he came on and he was like, I have a camera. We just got to rent some lenses. And then he brought another friend to basically be his first AC, second AC, gaffer, DIT. I mean, he did everything. It was basically me, the DP and uh, the sound guy. And uh, another uh, swing. Who's idea in the opening shot when she's talking on the phone? They're swinging back. Oh, and yeah. Fourth in the frame. So you can see her. Yeah. And then you can't see her. That was, I mean, I originally when I wanted to have that kind of voyeuristic feel mm-hmm. of the office, because like the office is one of my favorite shows the ever. Best. And the way that it was shot, very mockumentary style. And when she wanted to do the interviews, I was like, oh, I think like we should start it where it feels like we can see her and we can't. And so. When we were scouting the location, which was her house, um, I saw this fence and I was like, oh my God, that'd be great to pull focus in Loved and it. out. And then the DP was like, bro, he was incredible. Like, not only was he pulling focus, he was also zooming in and out on his own. So he was like, master, masterful. It, it, it's so good because it's so compelling and interesting. Just I knew nothing about the movie. And I'm like, yeah. is she gonna get murdered? Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Like, I, I, I mean, it was, I, I, you had me Yeah. just because of that shot. Yeah. I go, I got to know what's happening yeah. right now. I got to know what's happening. So I love, dude, I'm telling you, I loved it. I, I really appreciate that. And then, um, we have to just say this Togo and I met at a boxing gym, Jonathan right. Togo, right? Yeah. Oh, at, and um, fortune. No, no, at Steve Petromali okay. and only Togo can empathize with how great Steve Petromali is. <laughs> But Togo is tough. Togo's a tough guy. Like, yeah. but he's so nice that you would never he's think he's like literally the the sweetest guy ever. But he can crack in the ring. Like he spars, goes I, six I rounds. Believe it. Yeah. So I, I, I gotta yeah, give I mean, him props. Togo. He's from he's from Boston, so you know. Ah, oh, fuck the Celtics. Are, uh, <laughs> bad week. Fucked bad every week. Which way? Tough man. Um. So another thing he brought up to me. Well, I want to get a little bit of your your the past here. Yeah. Um. You said you took acting lessons. So tell me where you're from, yeah. how you got into being an artist, and then how you landed here. So I'm from St. Louis, um, which is funny because the other Andy Cohen is also from yeah. St. Louis. So we get confused. When I have like episodes huh. of TV on uh, like DirecTV or something, if you go on, and, and it'll be like my episode, and it'll be his picture. But no it'll be way. like my credits, but it'll also be some of his, which say like Emmy winner. Happened to so be this morning. So I was morning. like, nah, I think we'll just leave that <laughs> yeah. alone. I'll let people think I'm an Emmy. Have you met him? Uh, I haven't, but like we exchange, uh, you know, DMs every so Do often. Do you really? Because I'll be like, oh, you're stealing my, you know, you're stealing my my my, my press here with your picture on. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. So, but um, I think he his like, I think he went to the same temple. Uh, synagogue is like is like my parents so I oh think oh my god so I, you're living in the same area I think area. his mom is like friends with my friend David's mom what so, part of Missouri uh, St. Louis oh St. Lu- yeah, 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 Louis yeah. St. Louis St. Louis St. Louis so yeah I started acting when I was like really young 
Um, and I got really big in it in middle school and my middle school teacher, uh, Mrs. Elzinga, who I'm actually still very close with. I sent her the short. We talked quite a bit. Um, I got, she just like, she was, I did this monologue. It was like a monologue for, it was like a Holocaust monologue. And I did it in like a Polish accent. And I was like a Holocaust survivor who escaped Auschwitz and I won all these awards. And she was like, you need to go to Chicago. I need to get you in. And I, I got a little, I got a little scared. Cause I was like, I don't know if I want to do that, if I'm ready. So I kind of brushed that off. I went to high school. I ended up going to college. I went to Mizzou. All right. Um, yeah. And joined a frat and I kind of got bit by the bug a little bit and I did a play and then I did a movie called box elder. Um, that was like one of the very first like streaming movies on Netflix when they started doing streaming. You're kidding. Oh. That's huge. Yeah. And, um, I moved out here with like two best friends of mine and I was like, all right, let me figure it out. And I just started studying. And then I like did a miser school and then I did groundlings for years and I just kept grinding and I was like, I'm just not going to stop. And, and then directing kind of came out of nowhere. I, I did a commercial during COVID for State Farm and I was like, I think I could do this. Which one was it? It was, it was like, um, it, it was like a, uh, an internet only one, but I worked with Tim and Eric who I love Tim and Eric. They're like the best. Okay. And if you know, like the, the Tim and Eric show, sure, they're, sure. They're, yeah, they're crazy. And so I was like, I want to do this. So I wrote some spec shorts and or some spec commercials and I just made them. And then I did like another short Lotus land, which I was telling you about. Yep. Um, me and my buddy wrote it and we directed it and it's bun B's in it. Uh, the rapper, he killed it. And it's still, it's still like in the festivals right now. It's actually at Marina del Rey film festival. In, like in June, I think. So check it out. If you're in Marina del Rey. That's awesome. great. Um, and yeah, and but you would still act, right? Yeah, I mean, I still you're, you're I mean, doing both. Yeah, I mean, like I had an audition yesterday for L. Like, like I still audition quite a bit. Um, pinned for a pretty big project right now okay. that I'm like really. What is a movie? Considering? Yeah, for a movie. Um, we're gonna steer into where you think the industry's uh, turning to. Oh yeah, and okay, but so don't jinx it though. Keep going. Um, yeah, I mean, I I audition when you know I get the opportunities, and then in the in the free time of that I write and, and try to just make stuff and learn how to direct. I mean, I still feel like there were things in millennial mom that I would change. Um, and so I feel like it's like, you're never going to be satisfied with what you make. You just have to like understand that it's a, it's a, it's a process. And if you learn from your mistakes or you learn from things, then that's kind of the best thing and I you're think, hitting yeah. it you're hitting it from writing directing yeah. and acting yeah i mean like i feel like it's all the same it's all collaborative yeah, it you really know is. like acting is just listening to a writer's ideas and listening to the director's vision and collaborating with them and then writing is creating an idea and and giving it to a writer or giving it to an actor and a director and collaborating with them and a director is taking everybody else and and collaborate. I mean, it's, it's all a process. I really don't see a difference between acting, writing and directing. I think it's all kind of just storytelling. It's very interesting. Uh, I moved out here in 99 or no. Yeah, it was 99 as a musician. Oh, what do you, what, what guitar player, writer, everything that you have, I had a music. Mm. I did everything. Yeah. Like, and you have to, because, because then you understand, 
Like I, when I first moved out here, I did, I did background work so I could understand what a set feels like. Yeah. And like, I was asking questions to the EP. I was like, what is that? Oh, that's like a, a Fisher dolly. Okay. What does that do? What lens is that? Like, I want to know everything because yeah. I love this craft. Well, nowadays you have to. to nowadays you have to. Well, you know? Yeah. But technology blew by me too. Um, sure. Wait, like, sorry. So you were saying, you, no, no, I can't. You're a musician. Right. And it just, it, it, the industry absolutely buttsaws me emotionally, physically, financially. <laughs> I was fucking, and I'm like, I tell the story. I was playing right up here at state. We were just, I, Oh yeah. Upstairs. Yeah. These yeah. kids, these kids from Indiana are like folk players and they're like, you got to get back into it. So I got back into it and we we're playing and fucking Bieber comes and says, Hey man, can I play? And there was like 50 people. He gets up there. There's 237. I said, I'm fucking done. <laughs> I can't even fucking play a Tuesday night. I'm done. I'm tapped out. Right. Then I meet this director who goes, well, I, cause I had always been acting too. Yeah. And he goes. I I'll also side note. I feel like uh, musicians are the best actors because it's timing. Because oh. it's timing, but also like when you watch musicians on stage, they are feeling the music. Like truly, they're just like like they can feel this this the the music. They can feel the lyrics. I I really feel like a musician when you see like like Lady Gaga, like incredible actress. Yeah, both. She's unreal though. She's unreal. She is unreal. Her She's unreal, but like though, in that Gucci movie, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know about that. Welcome. I couldn't get through that. Rolling Stones here. Like, oh, um, let me put this away. Nobody <laughs> needs to see me fucking. Dance. <laughs> let's just put it. Let's put it this way: it was a rain dance, and we're coming on. I mean, I saw long I saw summer video. I saw some of the video, but uh, <laughs> no, I think I think it translates very easily between a musician and an actor, very easily. It, uh, it, yeah, it, I mean. I, it does for me. If I want to be uh, the easiest with you, and I've been in movies, and TV, and commercials, but the yeah. one director took me under his wing, and I'm being very selfish. For seven years, I booked like two commercials a month, union, national. Yeah. I'm making a quarter of a million, three fifty oh, yeah. for work. Well, that was back in the day. When wow, that's where make... we're getting to this next yeah, question. He's yes. he's directing me into where yes, I'm going next. Yes, yes, yes. But the transition for me, what I love about acting, especially if you're the writer and director. It's taking all the pressure off of me. Yeah. You, you write something and you say, hey, Timmy, you interpret it. You come in here right. and you audition. If you don't like it, I don't take it personally. Right. Because you wrote it. And that's when I write a song and the fucking A&R guy doesn't like it. It's a fucking blow. Yeah, dude. it's to your heart. Or if you get it gut. on the radio station and it doesn't track, right. that's a blow. Yeah. So acting for me, I, I love auditioning. You know, especially if I know the director. No, you like auditioning in person. Well, that's coming too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there were certain yeah. directors. There's one director that said, I, he goes, dude, every commercial where I use you, you have no idea you're being filmed. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I know what words to say to you to get the exact reaction I want from you. He's a good director. All the time. Yeah. And he goes, it's like, he goes, I'll give you this. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, cut. And he'll be like, you know. How much does a five horse superfecta cost? I'm like, 120 bucks. <laughs> cool. That's what he'll use. Like, it's so crazy. He, did he 50 50 you? That's what we. Uh, kind of. That's what it's called 50 50, where you roll the camera without the actor knowing. You do it on kids a lot. Oh, okay. Um, and you just talk to him while the camera's rolling. We do that on podcasts. Dude, I, I get 50 50 <laughs> all the time. <laughs> now, we got to get into this with auditioning. Yeah. This is another part. I m would book all my jobs. By being in the room. Totally. Because. A thousand percent. Before they even say action, I can come in and talk. Yeah. And the room can gauge in two seconds 
this guy is not going to be a problem on the set. hundred percent. He's going to show up. He's going to shut up. He's going to do his best. hundred percent. I, I have this conversation with, with actor friends all the time. Um, with the way that it's, it's moved all, all tapes. I mean, there's the advantage of, of tapes is you don't have to drive around town. I mean, I remember back in the day, I'd be like driving from universal to Sony, to Fox, to Paramount all in a day and deal with LA traffic. Still romantic though, but go ahead. But you do f- have a sense of accomplishment. Purpose. Purpose. It's, that's the feel job. feel like you're going to work. Yes. Uh, and yeah, now, I mean, you get to, you get to act with your, with your best friends, which is great. And they can give you direction, which is great. But the thing that you were talking about is you go into the room and there's this, this, this thing that's called gravitas that is just, it's an unspoken thing. When somebody walks in the room and they are a star, I mean, yeah, you can feel it. They, 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 they suck all the air out of the room and they take it and, and people want to watch them, right? And that's what happened in auditions is that you would walk in the room before you even open your mouth for the, for the, the scene. You, you have a conversation with the cast director. You're friends with them. You have a relationship. You have a rapport. And then you do the scene and they're rooting for you already. Correct. And now, and I'm not saying like people that are booking aren't, you know, exceptional actors or, or they, they don't have gravitas, but I, I think that, I don't know. I just don't feel like they're earning it. Little devil's as much, advocate here. Cause I've sat know? in on a lot of virtual auditions, um, like a lot. And yeah. that moment where you're talking about, you can actually see it when people come on, on really digital too. I've seen it. I absolutely I, I've hate seen, zoom I callbacks. Get it. I get for, it. Oh my I had one. For I this, hate them, dude. I hate them. I, t- I hate, hate self tapes. I hate it all. I had one for this movie tits were sweating. Uh, that was like shooting in New York. For a movie. I feel like that's difficult. It was, it was tough because like, there were multiple characters, so I'd, I had like an X for an eyeline over here, which is fine. I mean, you do that in TV and film. You know, they're like, okay, yeah. look at this tennis ball or whatever. But there's that delay on Zoom for me. And and That's I know the cast directors are like, everybody has that, so you're at the same level. But I'm like, I know, but I've I just know. seen it. I've seen it when you know, like, I, I'm not a casting director, but I've sat in, in a million of these yeah. virtual auditions. And like, you know when someone walks on camera and they yeah. nail it versus like someone comes on and they're like, zooming in their car like no that's different but and I, there's just i don't know there is something i can I, had, I can say that it does exist but i get it i get sucks it because you're waiting yeah you're waiting not in a waiting room too you're waiting in a virtual fucking yeah. waiting room yeah right. it's all but i had trying a, to watch a phillies game I, yeah <laughs> i had a i had like a callback in person for a project at uh betty may casting recently and usually it's just commercials that are in person and this was like a project at a real casting office and I went and you know they're in in like on the west side so I had to drive and it took like an hour to get there sat in the waiting room but after I was in the room with the director and the writers and the producer and the cast directors it like it felt so satisfying like it just it was like this is the community that I'm missing as as an artist that's true I got so many stories and and driving back I was like I was like on a high. I called my girlfriend. I called my friends. I was like, this was amazing. I went to the office and, and I was in person. And it was just like, that's why we do it. You know, like obviously the job is to audition because booking is like the vacation. You know, everybody that's been on set 
craft services. Overpaid. Overpaid. <laughs> Getting driven in, in golf carts on set, you yeah. know, asking what you want. Room temperature water, cold water. And it's pretty easy. They make you look good. They, if they if make, you try a little bit, I you mean, will look like a fucking star. The editors are brilliant. The, the, the wardrobe stylists, the, the, the production designers, the director, everybody makes you look good. So to get on set is the job. Yeah. And when you take the aspect of collaboration out and you don't go in the room anymore. I hate it. It sucks the air out of the industry. Oh. And I know that cast directors, I, 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 I've had conversation with cast directors that are like, we're not the enemy. We want to go back in the room. But a lot of the production companies don't and pay the studios it. don't want to pay that. But what about the onus on you? Like, think about this. You said driving around. That, that I, I actually thought that was romantic. Because the, yes. night, the night before, I wouldn't drink. I'd shave. I'd look oh, my best. Going through the gates at Paramount and yeah. having the walk-on. Cranking and then, tunes, running your lines. I, yeah. It felt like work. It so then when you book the job, you go, well, I made a fortune on this. But the other 80 jobs I didn't get, it equates to a, a decent sell. Right, right. Now they're asking you to fucking... Set up the light, the sound. It's not always easy to get someone to read with no, you. No, that's a huge struggle because and also and also you want to match. Like I have, I have a, a a pool of actors that I use where I have like one girl who's really great at dramas, and I use her because she can pull the drama out. And I have one girl who's really great at like multicams, and I have one guy who's really great at multicams, and I have one guy who's really good at like. And you have to pick and choose because of those readers, because that matters now, you know. Yeah, it matters, and as much as casting and studios and executives and and all they say, it doesn't matter. Just throw your iPhone up and use your lamp. It yeah, fucking right. matters. It matters, dude. My, my buddy, he's a casting director. The last job, commercial job, I I fucking did myself. I saw him a few weeks ago. He goes, "You've given up on Avenue." I go, "I've given up on self tapes." The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of my favorite characters, Ferris Bueller, said, life moves pretty fast, and if you don't stop to take a look around, you could miss it. A lot of people compare me to an adult Ferris Bueller. I spread myself super thin. Uh, I find myself sometimes being too accommodating, um, not sticking up for my own boundaries, and just kind of burning myself out. You know, I'm a pretty generous person, and sometimes I just forget to be generous to myself. Uh, I've been in and out of therapy and it's fantastic to talk to a licensed therapist that can just give you a different perspective because we're caught in this rat race of life and we don't really see how we're living it. And just to sit with somebody, even if it's for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 or an hour and just get a different perspective, maybe some different directions, just advice on how to simplify your life and really enjoy it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible. It's gonna be suited around your schedule. So all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with licensed therapists and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash name drop to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash name drop. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate plug it. Plug everything you can plug right now. So, um, so. Yeah, so check out Lotus Land at Marina Del Rey Film Festival if you're in Atlanta. It's at Atlanta Shorts. Check out Millennial Mom. Um, it's going to be in my uh, Lincoln bio. On That sounds so cheesy. Lincoln bio. Yeah, Lincoln gotta, yeah. bio on Instagram, which my Instagram is Cohen is my name. Not Andy Cohen. Not Andy <laughs> Cohen. It's Cohen is my name. And um, 
Yeah, I have a couple TV shows coming out. I'm in uh, a new episode of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Okay, cool. Coming out at what the network end of May on, on? on Netflix. Okay, it's, great. It's uh, Akiva from Lonely Island directed me. He was great. Nice. Hilarious. And then I have an episode of um, Killing It on Peacock, which is Craig Robinson's show. Oh, God, so I have Craig. a guest on that. And that was fun too. See, this is kind of giving me a little bit of inspiration. Uh -oh. No, it's not uh -oh. giving me a lot. Just settle down. Yeah. I'm, I'm booked until June anyway. You're booked until June. <laughs> Which is two weeks. Um, it's good that you're working. Yeah. I, I like to see people that I like uh, successful. Yeah. So that's all. I'll, I'll, I'll no, watch it's, for it's sure. No, it's good. It's good. All right. There you have it. Check that it is out. bounce back or name drop. We're, we're gonna, it's a shift. <laughs> we're, we're getting it out. We're figuring it out. Stay uh, tuned. Hey, thanks so much. Thank you, boys.